And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out my website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We're doing a little things a little differently on the podcast today because I'm actually going to play back an interview from Kendall Rogers that we had earlier on the morning rush from D1Baseball.com. He's going to be joining us, and we'll play that back in here just a second. But the thing that I'm doing differently on today's podcast is that I'm actually live streaming it. I have it set up on Periscope, where I'm sitting here in the uh, John Neighbors home studios, if you will, trying to figure all this out and see how well it'll go and see how well it'll work. I don't know uh, how long it's going to be or how long it's going to last, but we'll just make it work. We'll just have some fun with it. Um, got my Arkansas flag in the background, which is important. Uh, probably the most important thing you can have, honestly. And uh, we're going to make it work. So either way, appreciate everybody not only listening into the podcast, but also coming into uh, the live stream as well. And I'll try to get to everyone's questions uh, to the best of my ability. So we'll start uh, by a question. I believe it was Jason who asked it here on the uh, Periscope. Is just about the odds of beating Ole Miss. Well, honestly... I feel confident that Arkansas is going to get the redemption story in beating Ole Miss. I know that uh, when Kendall Rogers joined us this morning, he was discussing how, uh, I guess I phrased the question of, now that we've seen that Ole Miss has Arkansas's number this year, it seems like it's kind of a bad draw for Arkansas. So therefore, they kind of got screwed in the whole deal. But he used the counter argument in saying that, no, actually – If you're Ole Miss, you're kind of the one that got screwed because it's one thing to be able to be successful against a particular team for whatever reason, but it's another thing to try to beat them twice or even three times or four times or five times. So, you know, by doing that, I think that it's a a benefit to Arkansas because – it's hard to beat anybody that many times and that many times in a row or have that much success against one team in a season. And this is this is postseason play, folks. And honestly, I would feel better about it if Arkansas had lost to Ole Miss more in the regular season or in the SEC tournament than if they had dominated them and then you'd be a little more concerned about it because it's just something about sports. It's hard to beat a team twice uh, like it is in college football. It's hard to beat a team multiple times or have their number after. I mean, my goodness, what is it the potential? If I'm trying to do my math in my head. So Arkansas and Ole Miss had a pot- have a potential to play each other eight times this year, eight times this year. And I guess Arkansas has won three of those. So three of the five, three, am I doing, three of the six. Dude, I don't know. I don't know math. Don't hold me to it. My, my point is this, is that it's all, all the pressure's on Ole Miss. Even though Arkansas has got the higher seed, even though Arkansas is playing at home, Ole Miss has the confidence because of the way they're playing right now, the way that they played in the SEC tournament and the way that they are playing just across the board. This is what people will think or what people want to think is a perfect scenario for Arkansas. So, therefore, I... I like Arkansas's chances. I'm not saying they're going to win. I predict it to go to three games. I think that on Monday and at 3 p.m. or 2 p.m. or whenever the dadgum game is because nobody figures out how to schedule anybody, then uh, I think that that's when when it'll really get fun, really get dicey. So I'm going to be there. I can't wait for it. Hopefully the weather holds off for it and uh, makes that a little easier on everybody. So... Uh, if, but if that ends up being the case, then I think we're all we're all in for a treat. So I, I like I like their chances there as well. 
Um, I believe a question was asked about what does I think about the NCAA or uh, people just predicting Ole Miss to win. You know, it's it's a crapshoot at this point. I mean, do you, do you really feel confident 100% that Arkansas is going to win? I mean, do you really feel like they're going to be that team that's just that electric going on right now that they're just they're going to win it all? No, no if, ands, buts about it. Maybe some of you have that confidence, and if you do, I envy you. But let's be honest, folks. Ole Miss is a really good baseball team. They wouldn't be in the position that they're in right now unless they weren't. They dominated their regional. They're playing really well right now. So I would even make the argument that it's a 5 versus a 12 seed, if you will. It's really closer than that because I think Ole Miss, if they played in another division or in a different conference in the SEC, they would have been a much higher seed. Because the only reason they're a 12 seed is somebody had to lose in the SEC West. Somebody had to finish last, second to last, third to last, whatever. And even though in the standings it looks bad, the record looks bad, it's still a whole different scenario. Adam asks, what is the biggest thing you want to see from Razorback football this year minus wins? Honestly, the biggest thing I want to see is just <laughs> – and this, is, this sounds sad, because, but it's just where you're at, man. I want to see organization. I want to see – the team knowing what they're doing, the quarterback knowing where to line up and what his team's doing. Uh, I just want to see fundamentals, just basic stuff. And But I know that sounds, you know, just redundant, and it sounds like it, so simple, but it's it's the fact of the matter. They need to show that they can perform at a particular level to just be considered an SEC team. Like last year... It's one thing not have talent, but you're just really beating up yourself. You look like trash because you couldn't figure out where to even line up on a play. I mean, you, you couldn't figure out what plays to run, what direction to run. There was a lot of quit in the team last year. I mean, there was just a lot of things going against you, and it's a baby step process. This next step in this upcoming season needs to be about getting the fundamentals down, getting better at the basics. You do that, you're in the right direction. I feel good about it. I feel confident about it. Uh, but to answer your question, Adam, that's that's what I think. I think that if as long as Arkansas can just do the simplistic things, uh, they'll be in great shape. Gr- great shape, relatively speaking. Great shape in the form of playing for a bowl game. Which, by the way, I still need to look up on that Vegas Bowl. Because it says 2020 will be the first bowl game in Vegas. But does that mean post-January 1? Because if it is, then it could be as soon as this year, maybe next year. I don't know. So, Chris says, asking for a competent, asking for competence from an SEC program. That's what I'm saying. I'm asking for competence. I'm asking for the next step. And that is the next step. As sad as it is to say, as sad as it is to admit, that's the next step. So, uh, you know, take it for whatever it's worth. I just, I wish, I honestly wish I had a better answer for you and that we could all feel better about it and that we could all feel better about the season, but we also got to be in touch with reality. We we got to understand that there there is there is a particular expectation that needs to be held, not only to this team's standards, but uh, the standards of the fans. And that's really what it's about right now is just the standards of the fans and at what point in time do they step in and say, all right, enough is enough. This is this is, needs to be the next step right here. It's hard to point to at this point in time. But um, I, uh, I, st- I, And here's the thing, too. I'm not completely just 
oh, Chad Morris is going to get the job done. Because some people get that mixed up with saying that you have optimism or saying that you're going to see them get, take the next step. That automatically, automatically means that you're all in on Chad Morris. I'm not. I, I still have to see a lot more from him, and, and I don't think that's a slight. I think he even knows that. He needs to show a lot more than what he showed last year as a coach. But I like the things that he's done on paper. I like the direction that he's trying to take the program. But can he execute that? Can he get to that point? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe this year will be the telltale sign. If they go out and they really show progression and really show uh, a true direction, then you know that changes everything. That at least changes my mindset, and I, hopefully it changes your mindset of, you know, this might not be so bad. This may this may actually be building into something. But given the schedule too and how easy it's going to be, all right, Chad boy, Chadwick, Chad dog, you got it. You got to win five. At least five. You just got to win five. Uh, Colton asks, not Arkansas related, but do you think Tiger wins another major this year? Man, I hope. I really hope he does. I don't think he will, though. Just because that moment in the Masters was such a, I mean, it was such an iconic moment and a legendary moment, but it was also a moment that wasn't a very common one either. Uh, or one that I just felt like that that was the normal play for Tiger Woods. I felt he was playing out of his mind at that point in time, which is weird to say from somebody so great. But I mean, that's just how I I took it as. I, I don't see him. Uh, I don't see him winning out a major. That's not to say he won't win a major for the rest of his career. But this this year, though, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I'm buying into that. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. <coughs> Man, it's gotten warm in here too since I've started doing these uh, streamings as well. But, um, but yeah, it's you know with with baseball going on, I know people still got football on, on the minds. It's just funny because I I can't tell you how many times when I'm doing my show that people will be messaging me and just saying, "What in the world? What are you doing? Why are you talking so much baseball? Talk, mix it up and talk some football." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I can I can do that too." So I it's people even though they're all in on baseball and they're all excited about baseball and everything there's still some elements of football that they want to be a part of as well. So, anyways, I've been telling you guys about this Twillery deal. I mean, it's a great deal. And it's funny because I've had a lot of people ask me about Twillery and what is it? Is it a shirt? Did you say it was a shirt? I've never heard of Twillery shirts. Well, you have now. You know why? Because shirts shouldn't wrinkle. They shouldn't itch. They shouldn't sweat. They should be comfortable on all of us, guys. They shouldn't wrinkle so easily. They should just be comfortable, simple, elegant, stylish, and exactly what we want. And we want a lot of them. That's what Twillery shirts do for you. And here's the great thing about it, folks. Because you listen to this podcast and you love this podcast so much, if you visit the website twillery.com slash locked on, you get a great deal. $25 off using the promo code locked on of your first purchase. That's right, $25 off using the promo code locked on. Can't get a better deal than that, folks. They're great shirts. I have one. They sent me one. It's nice. It's pretty. It's exactly what I want. And it's what I want in a shirt because you know what's the best thing about it? Is I can put it in my closet. It works. I can fold it up. It works. It's easily washed. And it's so comfortable. I never sweat. I never itch. I never have any of those issues, whether it's going out for a nice night out or just hanging out by the pool. I got it taken care of with Twillery. So be sure to check out their website at twillery.com slash locked on. 
And there's a limited Father's Day special going on where you can enjoy a free bottle of Open Collar Stays. That is valid up until June 16th, so be sure to take advantage of it right now. Again, it's twillery.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for $25 off. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Welcome in Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. And Kendall, I want to start right here. Uh, Arkansas, one foul ball away from winning it all last year. We all remember the story painfully here in Arkansas for the most part. But this year, they're right back in the mix. They're in a super regional, and they got the fifth and overall seed. Are you just starting with, are you kind of surprised that we're at this point with Arkansas and surprised about the success that Arkansas has had up to this point? Um, you know, I'm not surprised that they're at this point. Uh, I think I am a little surprised they're this good. Uh, you know, I think when you look at the team coming into the season, uh, I was pretty confident the offense is going to be good. I wasn't sure that the bottom of the lineup would be great, but you know, I thought the top of the the lineup would be good. I think the front line pitching was going to be pretty good, even though Isaiah Campbell last year was a little inconsistent. Uh, but the biggest thing for me has just been just how good this team has been top to bottom of the lineup. Jack Tinley. Uh, you know, for me, it's probably the unsung hero of this team. He's really, really stepped up this year. They've gotten contributions from a lot of guys. Matt Goodhart, you know, who would have thought he would have come in and put together the numbers that he has. And then on the mound, you know, Isaiah Campbell's been awesome. And, uh, you know, Patrick Wicklander and the young arms and Connor Nolan, guys like that, they, they've stepped up as well. So this has been, uh, you know, this team is being good is not a surprise. Uh, the team being this elite is is a little bit of a surprise, but I guess I should never doubt Dave Van Horn. So yeah. maybe I shouldn't be that surprised. And, you, you know, not to get too far down the road or looking ahead, but you look at what's coming back for next year. I mean, yeah, you're going to be missing some of these guys you just talked about, and particularly Isaiah Campbell, but... You know, next year's roster is loaded with a lot of guys from this year's team. There's there's a high potential for next year's team to to be even better. I mean, we got got to get this year finished out in the right way. But but Kendall, there's a you yeah. know, there, there's a good run here. Dave Van Horn's on for for two, three, maybe four year stretch. No, you're right. I think the biggest thing when you look at you know trying to become one of the, the blue bloods is is the ability to do it year in and year out. And Arkansas has gotten to that point. So yeah, you're right. I mean, you look ahead to next year. You know, getting Wicklander. Uh, and Nolan back, you know, you know, guys like Ramage back. Uh, this is this team is set for a while, but uh, this is gonna be a fun ride to see what these guys can do. Because I have no doubt these guys can play for a national championship again. Well, with the Super Regionals coming up this weekend against Ole Miss, that's kind of been the one where Razorback fans, when it was announced the matchups, they were, I wouldn't say concerned, but they weren't too big of fans of it because Ole Miss has had Arkansas's numbers so far this year. But it is postseason play. It's a new year. Could Arkansas find a little redemption? And do you have them beating Ole Miss this weekend, or will it be Ole Miss's Super Regional to win? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be Arkansas. You know, actually, I I kind of feel like it's the opposite of being concerned. Like, I think if you're, you're Ole Miss, you're kind of like, man, We've beaten these guys three times, and, you know, like at some point they're going to knock us off. And, and so, you know, I think when you look at earlier this year, you know, I actually covered that series. And, you know, just looking back, uh, you know, I didn't feel like Arkansas was playing that well whenever those two teams played earlier this year. I just felt like the offense was, was a little in and out at times. And the weather, if you remember that weekend, was a little chilly. It just, it just is different. And I think when you look at this weekend, obviously it's not going to be you know, 48 degrees. I think it was the whole weekend. Um, it's going to be much warmer than that. Uh, you know, the stakes are a little higher. and You know, the crowd's going to be a little bit more into it. So uh, I like Arkansas's chances. I think Ole Miss is obviously playing a great brand of baseball. It's funny that, you know, two weeks ago they wanted Mike Bianco fired. Now he's the best thing since sliced bread. But, uh, you know, I do, I do think Arkansas will take care of business this weekend. I, I'm actually not that concerned about it for him. 
Kendall Rogers, D1 Baseball, with us here on the Morning Rush. Anything surprise you from the regionals? Obviously, Georgia being eliminated, Oregon State yeah. uh, being ousted, UCLA had to go to the wire. What what um, what were some of the headlines that maybe raised your eyebrows heading into this these final 16 teams that, that came out of the regional headlines? Well, I think in terms of overall headlines, you know, it, it is interesting that you had so many you know, one seeds that was three or four get knocked off in the first game or the second game. Uh, and come back to actually win their regional. And, and really, the Super Regionals are pretty chalky. I mean, if you look across the board, I think 12, the 12 of the 16 one-seeds advance. So a very chalky postseason, which is kind of what I expected to an extent. Uh, but I think in terms of teams, it wouldn't surprise me. I think just the combination of Florida State and Georgia. Uh, you know, Florida State was a team that down the stretch uh, needed to win some games to even get in the tournament. Uh, you know, Georgia, on the other hand, was a team that, you know, when I saw them in Hoover, I'm thinking, like, man, these guys – can win it all because they play defense at a high level. You know, they, they're not ultra-offensive, but they have elite pitching. And, you know, Georgia just got beat up. I mean, Florida State just dominated them uh, the two games they played. So, to me, individually, that was the biggest surprise to me. I didn't, definitely did not see Georgia getting dominated by Florida State. And I'm not that surprised Florida State won it because we all knew they had talent. I mean, they're a top-ten team coming into the season. But to beat Georgia the way they did, uh, that's pretty impressive. And now it sounds like – you know, Georgia's guys are pretty motivated. It sounds like Cam Shepard, their, their talented shortstop, uh, actually pulled his name out of the draft and decided to return to school, and he would have been a top you know, six, seven-round pick. So that gives you an idea of where their mindset is right now. Yeah, it was a little surprising with Georgia, but if you look at the SEC, specifically the SEC West, <laughs> like well, all the teams are still in it. I mean, you've got Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. it's just amazing how competitive this division is. And when you were mentioning Ole Miss and some of the fans that were wanting a change there with their head coach, I think a lot of it just has to do with they eat each other in the West, and it's all about how you perform in postseason play. But it's incredible to see how this division is still standing and just how much quality baseball there is in it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, LSU, we talk about uh, you know, Ole Miss. I mean, LSU, LSU fans are all up in arms about Paul Maneri. If you go now, you know, he gets the team, you know, the ship righted a little bit in Hoover, as usual, with LSU. Uh, and they played a really, really good brand of baseball last week in the regional. So, uh, you know, things can change on the dime in college baseball. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you, you know, you kind of mentioned the, the postseason being a new year. That really, it really is, honestly. Cause, I mean, you look at it, you know, like the regular season is a championship, the regional is a championship, and these coaches do, these elite coaches do a great job of kind of separating all these different elements of the season, and uh, it really is a different weekend. So, you know, I, yeah, it's impressive. I think if somebody told me the SEC West went 17-2 and two over the weekend, I think the, the only two losses were, were Texas A&M and the Morgantown Regional. So that gives you an idea of just how good this league is. And, of course, Auburn, you know, I didn't mention Auburn earlier, but, you know, how about Auburn? Those guys getting contributions from from players that uh, you know have struggled this year. Stephen Williams with that walk off against Georgia Tech. He was a guy, if you remember, he was a freshman All American last year and had really struggled this year. All of a sudden, guess what? He's getting big hits for him. So uh, it's always fun to see you know which players rise to the occasion this kind of this time of year. So you've gotten a chance to watch Arkansas. You mentioned you were at the SEC tournament in in Hoover. If there's yeah. a thing or two that's going to keep Arkansas from advancing back to uh, deep in, in in Omaha and getting back to maybe the national championship series. What's one or two things you've picked up on that that Arkansas's got to improve on uh, to make a good deep run here in the stretch? Well, offensively, I don't see anything. Um, you know, offensively, I love this team. You know, defensively, I think they're fine. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me 
you know, is is obviously Cronin in the back end. He's a commandant. Uh, you know, for the most part, he's been really good this year. But when he's fallen into some trouble, it's uh, with this command. Uh, so that's obviously important. Because I do think these will be close games. Uh, I think the other thing for me is, you know, again, it's kind of been the story all season long. But you know, how do the two freshmen uh, fare in a super regional? Again, uh, we're now one step along in the process to where. Okay, a regional is less stressful than a super regional. So now you're in a super regional. You're going to Omaha. You're going home. And you know how do those two guys handle the handle the big stage? Uh, that'll be really interesting to me because I I feel great about Isaiah Campbell. You look at the, just the way that he has played this year under pressure. It's been pretty remarkable when you look at the way he was at the beginning of last year. But uh, those two pressure for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm concerned, uh, but just always a little bit of a question mark when you're dealing with first year guys in this situation. You know, this is something that's also been discussed a lot in this state because there's some to still games to be played for Arkansas. But just looking at this team, some people have been comparing it to last year's team where this year's team's actually had a better regular season. Uh, Isaiah Campbell, as far as the stats go, had a better than Blaine Knight, who Blaine Knight was phenomenal. And just from what you've seen, because obviously it's about postseason play, but what you've seen this year from Arkansas and looking at them from last year, do you believe that this team could be better than what last year's team was? No, I do think – I actually think it's better. Um, I think the lineup's deeper. Um, I think if you look back at last year, you know, the bottom of that lineup, you know, wasn't great. And, you know, the, some of the guys, you know, good heart, you know, they lost, um, you know, the, the Bonfields and guys like that. But I feel like, you know, good heart, you know, you look at the, the way that Kinley has hit this year, he's, you know, more consistent than a couple of those guys they lost last year. So I think the lineup's deeper. Um, I think the bullpen is deeper. Um, you know, obviously the, the weekend rotation last year I thought was was a little better, but uh, you know, two of the three major pieces are better. So I would say they're be- they're a better club right now. You know, we'll see. It's always interesting to me um, when you look at teams who have you know been able uh, been unable to win the national championship. You know, I remember the you know Vanderbilt for instance, the, their great team didn't win the national championship, and a year later, uh, the team they didn't think was going to be as good wins it. Uh, Virginia, the same thing happened. They lose in a national championship series the next year. Uh, the team they didn't think was going to win it wins it. So you just kind of wonder if it's kind of one of the situations uh, this year with the Hogs. Help, all right, let's get you out here on this. Help Arkansas fans understand two things. How Isaiah Campbell's not an all-SEC selection <laughs> and how Dave Van Horn was an SEC coach of the year. Well, you know what, on, on both occasions, uh, you know, on the SEC coach of the year, you know, there, there are a lot, honestly, there are a lot of guys that you could have gone with there. Um, Van Horn would have been high on my board. I think. I think when you look at the job that Tony Vitello did at Tennessee, and I, to be honest with you, uh, I'm in such a crazy time of year. I don't even know who won Coach of the Year in the SEC, but uh, I'm assuming it was probably Vitello. Uh, anybody that can turn Tennessee into a two seed in a regional uh, gets plenty of love for me because man, that 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 has been a bad culture. That has been a punch punching bag for that league, and so I. I would probably lean Van Horn or Vitello. I think Tony did an awesome job there to get them uh, in the yeah. mix. But uh, Corbin, won it. Corbin at Vanderbilt won it, by the way. So, uh, well, that, boy, that's going out on a limb. Yeah. They were the preseason <laughs> number one team. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, see, that's why I don't pay attention to the Coach of the Year award in the SEC. But uh, <laughs> maybe, and maybe SEC, we shouldn't I mean, either. You know? Yeah, I know, right? That's bizarre. That's pretty silly. But uh, you know, Isaiah Campbell for me would have been a. No brainer, uh, first team All SEC guy. I mean, I think you looked at Isaiah Emerson, Hancock, uh, and Ethan Small. For me, would have been my three guys. Um, yeah, I just think you look at the job that he did this year to have a you know a low two ERA and be as consistent as he was with the stuff that he has. Uh, that that's a no brainer. Uh, that that's pretty bad. 
Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. Really appreciate you hopping on with us, Kendall. It's going to be a fun weekend for you, I know. Hope we're able to catch up with you later down the road. All right, my man? Yeah, you got it, guys. Be good. Thanks. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.